Hey friends, welcome back to the journal feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoon-fed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine. We are here to keep you guys up on the literature, and to do that, we spoon-feed it to you. Now, if you are hearing this right now, then you are not currently a journal feed subscriber, and so you will not be receiving the full journal feed podcast, only getting a portion of the past week's articles. Don't worry, they're all good articles. But if you would like to get full access to both the podcast and the blog, then you'll have to become a member. All the details for that are at journalfeed.org. And remember, we never want money to be a barrier to better patient care, so if you're having any trouble affording a subscription, just get in touch, we'll help you out. This is the audio version of the past week's articles, which this week were brought to you by Laura Murphy and Clay Smith. Okay, let's get straight into it. The first article, which was titled Association Between Emergency Physicians' Age and Mortality of Medicare Patients Aged 65 to 89 Years Old After Emergency Department Visits, out of the Annals of Emergency Medicine. Now, our job as doctors is a little bit different than most people's. When we don't do our job well, uh, you know, it's a risk to people's lives and livelihoods. They could get seriously hurt or even die. We've all seen them, though. Doctors well past their prime who make decisions that you might think are a little bit outdated. These authors sought to determine if a physician's age might affect the mortality rate of their patients. Now, I would hope that the difference would not be a big one. So these authors were pretty thorough. They looked at a massive database of 2.6 million Medicare patients and looked at elderly patients aged 65 to 89 years old. They compared seven-day mortality rates by age of the physicians. And you know what they found? They found that mortality rates significantly increased as the physician's age increased. Not big differences, just hundreds of a percentile, but differences nonetheless. For doctors less than 40 years old, the mortality rate was 1.33%. If they were aged 40 to 49, it was 1.36%. If they were 50 to 59, it was 1.4%. And if they were over 60 years old, it was 1.43%. Those sound like tiny differences, but the difference between doctors who are older than 60 and under 40 is 0.1%, which... Again, isn't huge, but it's something that would represent um, about 2,600 patients out of this cohort. They did a good job of adjusting for confounders here, too. The only thing that stood out, perhaps, was that doctors who are older tend to work at smaller rural emergency departments than younger doctors. But other than that, they covered pretty well everything. Now the question becomes, why do older doctors have higher mortality rates? I don't think it has anything to do with a loss of cognitive power or anything like that, but perhaps it has to do with staying current on the latest literature and guidelines. Which, of course, you are doing right now by listening to this. Thank you. I only say it at the end of each podcast, but our tagline is indeed, read less, learn more, save lives. So maybe that's exactly what you're doing. Perhaps I was more right about that tagline when I came up with it than I thought. We're not the only ones that do this, though, of course. There's MRAP, ERCAST, MCRIT, all the others who are doing a great job. I do appreciate you picking us, though, to help you save lives. In a spoonful, older physicians have higher mortality rates for their older patients. And then the second article titled Emergency Department Thoracotomy in Children, a Pediatric Trauma Society, Western Trauma Association, and Eastern Association for the Surgery of Trauma, Systematic Review and Practice Management Guideline, out of the Journal of Trauma and Acute Care Surgery. Now, every major life-threatening trauma case has a moment where you have to consider, 
gosh, should I do an ED thoracotomy on this patient? Will that be necessary? Different organizations offer different recommendations to help you make this decision, and these change between adults and pediatrics a little bit. These authors reviewed the literature to offer some pediatric recommendations and compared them with the East and West adult recommendations. They reviewed 11 articles totaling only 319 pediatric patients. Pretty sad sample, actually. Now, from this literature, the authors recommend these following recommendations for ED thoracotomies. They recommend that when a child is pulseless with signs of life and has had a penetrating thoracic or abdominal trauma, then they recommend ED thoracotomy. ED thoracotomy is only conditionally recommended in blunt trauma with signs of life. ED thoracotomy is conditionally not recommended, not, if the child is pulseless and does not have signs of life after penetrating injuries. In the case of blunt injury without pulse or signs of life, then ED thoracotomy is actually strongly recommended against, not just conditionally. That's a little bit confusing. Essentially, the authors recommend ED thoracotomy in patients, pediatric patients, who still have signs of life, and they recommend against it in patients who have no signs of life. Compared with in adults, for which guidelines recommend ED thoracotomy in cases of pulselessness, except when it's blunt trauma without signs of life. So every other case, you would still do the ED thoracotomy in adults. As a reminder, signs of life include cardiac electrical activity, respiratory effort, pupillary response, palpable pulses, measurable blood pressure, and extremity movement. Now, I hope that helps you if you're ever faced with the possibility of a pediatric ED thoracotomy. In this point, these pediatric ED thoracotomy guidelines recommend against ED thoracotomy in cases of pulseless children without signs of life. Okay, that's all our articles. Let's do a quick wrap up. What did we learn today? From the first article, perhaps years of experience shouldn't be justification for uh, medical decision-making in the emergency department. Older physicians had higher mortality rates by just a little bit for their older patients compared to their younger colleagues. From the second article, we had some recommendations for pediatric ED thoracotomies. In summary, it's recommended against without signs of life, no matter the mechanism of injury. This is different from the adult side, where in the case of penetrating trauma, you would still want to do an ED thoracotomy with or without signs of life. Again, if you were hearing this right now, then you are not part of the member's feed, and so you missed three articles from this past week. One looked at the critical steps for cardiac arrest in the case of intoxication. Then we looked at urine culture thresholds, might they be too high? And finally, we looked at giving a half dose of thrombolytics for STEMIs. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org, where the newsletter is the best way to make the podcast into a bite-sized nugget of spaced repetition. Our goal here is for you to read less, learn more, and save lives. And honestly, you might be doing just that. One spoonful at a time. Thank you.